beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice and Main Street Men. I am Tristan. And I am Sean. Hey, how are ya? I was trying to think of, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know how I am. I'm good. I'm fine. I just, I just had a little anxiety coming up with a word that might tie into our topic, but, but all of them would tend to be a bit morose and I'm not morose about our subject at all. It's like, what if I said I was, I, I I don't even know what I would say. I mortal. Well, I am mortal. I'm mortal. Are you a a foolish mortal? I I am often foolish. So, yeah, I would say (laughs) I am foolish and I'm a mortal. So I should fit right in with today's topic. So today's topic is is a big one because we, well, first of all, we, we must acknowledge this is our 50th episode of Mice in Main Street Men. How about so we that? are approaching, we are approaching our one year anniversary. We are, we are. And, and as this is the 50th episode, we will now be celebrating for 18 months. Uh, well, wait, technically you don't, no, a year is 52 episodes, right? No, I was just making the joke that this is the 50th episode. And oh, so like Disney just had its 50th. Yeah. 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 Okay, I was getting all because I'm like, ah, yeah. Well, and I'm sure you have the actual date. Well, I and I'm sure I can find it too. It's like when we actually started doing this, but it's like February. It's like February 12th or something like that. But but today we'll have our. That's when we'll kick off our major celebration. Yes, that's when we'll do it. But considering Um, we've spent 50 episodes, well, and 50 is a big one anyway. I mean, it's a golden episode, I guess. It's a golden anniversary. Yeah. And it's cool because it's funny because, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know that we are big Haunted Mansion fans. That is a, that it's just something that you know by listening to us. But we have yet to really talk about the mansion itself, 50 episodes in. And here we right. are. And what, what better topic for our 50th episode, our golden, our golden anniversary together, Tristan? Yes. And to talk about the one thing that truly unites us as as Disney brothers. Oh, you know, and, and since we're on the topic of, you know, us and 50, somebody asked me the other day how you and I know each other. And huh. I don't know that we have really ever talked about that. Maybe on the first episode, maybe. But yeah. um, I just kind of wanted to just kind of briefly chat about that because you and I met. If, correct me if I'm wrong. At Circa 21 Dinner Playhouse, you were directing Sheer Madness. Is yeah, I this- guess. I mean, you were sort of on my radar before then. I mean, I, I guess maybe I had seen you perform at Circa. I, because I don't know that you ever came and auditioned over at the Old Creamery, but I mean, so I kind of knew peripherally who you were. But that Insane. was certainly the first time we had ever worked together. Yeah. And then we worked together quite a few times after that. Um, yes. And uh, you are a delightful human. Well, and a very funny guy. Don't and, think I haven't well, noticed. <laughs> Likewise, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. And then something that, you know, we always would talk Disney. 
And then it just seemed like a natural fit we would <laughs> for us to yeah. do this. So, and I had just free- become a, a travel agent who specialized in Disney and, and, and that truly the more I think about it, the weirder the coincidence is that, I, I mean, clearly we stole the title of our, of our podcast from uh, Faulkner, right? That's Faulkner. No, that's Stein. It's Steinbeck. Oh, Steinbeck. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't an English major. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I, I have a BFA. I have, I have a fine arts degree. Okay. So, so Steinbeck. Yeah. That guy. We clearly stole our title from him because, you know, uh, why not? It, it, it was one of those things that, that, you know, as we threw around topics, it was like, well, it's kind of theatrical because there's clearly a play of Mice and Men, um, you know, but clearly Main Street. But the weird, weird thing is that we both have businesses with Maine in the title. Yes. Like, yes. I clearly work for Briar and Maine Travel Boutique and you and Savannah own the Mockingbird on Maine. So, yeah, what a perfect title. I love it. That's perfect. I, I do too. I'm glad. Well, look at us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so of course we are talking about our beloved haunted mansion. Uh, Sean, where should we begin? Well, that's this. This will truly be interesting because I. It, it's. I mean, we both have a deep seated love for this attraction. I can't believe that many of our things will not overlap, coincide, be the same, maybe different order. Although I think I've got a couple on here that probably are not on your list. But but yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I, I think people will be shocked by my number 10. I will venture that. I will just venture to say that right now. Shocked by my number 10. Well, let's just get into it then. What is your number 10? My number 10. And and to my knowledge, and I'm sure there's probably other people out there that go, oh, no, that's not true. It's da-da-da. But to my knowledge, the Haunted Mansion is the only place, considering all the hidden Mickeys all over Disney, it's, it's the only place I know of that you can find a hidden Donald. And you Ooh, know really? I hate that asshole. <laughs> I hate him, pantsless bastard, pantsless throwing bastard. But <laughs> but I do feel it's okay that he gets one hidden Donald, and and it's a very subtle but prominent. Can it be subtle and prominent at the same time? Um, yes, of course, you know. But to go okay, somebody decided with all the hidden mickeys they were going to some imagineer went we're going to put a we're going to put a hidden donald here and and so in in giving him his due i i am happy that the haunted mansion houses the only hidden donalds that i'm aware of uh, that's great i actually did not know that you didn't know that that's the only hidden donald no, I did not know that was the only hidden Donald. I had no idea. Well, I knew that there's a hidden Donald in there, but you did know, yeah. 
Because I, I mean, maybe, maybe our listeners know of others and can correct me somehow, but, but, uh, but it's the only one I know of. Hmm. So what's your 10? So my 10 is actually the Q. Um, Well, that's a broad brush stroke, sir. It is, it is. But I really, I love being outside the mansion and being able to look up, you know, the, the hill to see it up there. And once you get inside, I think, I don't know, man, there's just so much about the mansion that the experience really begins for me before I even get inside. Oh, um, I totally. love walking down the street and seeing it and then getting the line and the carriage is there. And like, um, carriage. It's so cool. carriage is a fancy word, sir. It's a hearse. Well, yes. horse drawn hearse, a horse drawn hearse. Yes. I stand corrected. Well, no, um, it's just a carriage sounds jaunty and jolly. This is a mood setting hearse, which I, I'm pretty sure that even the the one in Florida and the one in, in California, I mean, Disney has connections. I assume they are both pretty much period pieces that are actual antiques. Probably. Disney, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of... Uh, and you know the the bus with the eye, you know the eyes moving, and um, yeah, big fan, big big fan of that queue, um, even if it is a little bit warm on occasion. But once you get inside, it's nice and cool. So my number ten is the interactive queue. Well, which is great because my number nine is basically the queue. Okay, I, I I wrote it down more. Well, first of all, and I guess uh, when did you go for the first time? So the first time I ever went in person was 2015. So it's been a So did they already separate. have all the interactive stuff in the queue? No, they did not. Okay, because because clearly as 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 a child growing up at Disney World, it's like, you know, the queue used to just be basically under the awning and, you know, and in the hot sun. And so when they did that massive reinvention of the you know the the what the sea captain's tomb that like squirts water and you know all the interactive stuff that they brought along much later because hey you've got kids and they're standing in line and they need something fun to do it's like all of that stuff is so awesome but and i and i still count i count that as part of the modern queue which which is so amazing but also I mean, when I was a kid, the real first super, you know, mood setting thing about the queue was the graveyard that was right outside with all the rhyming tombstones. It's like, you know, here lies Brother Dave. He chased a bear into a cave. (laughs) I mean, just classic stuff, which was great. And and once the Madame Leota tombstone came along. Mm -hmm. I, I, that thing blew my mind because oh, it's when, so cool. when she like blinked, I was like, I'm sorry, what? That's just one of those, th- uh, that's what Disney does so well. It's like they, they find this, this thing that, that just surprises you in a subtle way. Um, but yeah, so, and especially the gravestone and the Madame Leota tombstone, that's, that stuff is all my number nine. So my number nine is actually the singing bus. 
Oh, excellent choice. Not on my list at all. So, I mean, come on. The Grim Grin Ghost theme song is led by a quintet. Are you kidding me? Um, They're very quirky. The sound is great. They look amazing. And, you know, it's it's near the finale of the ride. I mean, you could argue that is the finale of the ride. Um, and uh, I'm just, yeah, big fan of those singing bus, man. I, I grin ear to ear every single time I see them. And, I mean, that song, that's a great tune. That is a great, and, great tune. And who is one of the busts? Who is the most famous of the four busts as an actor? Who? Really, Tristan Tapscott? I know, I'm sorry. That's, that's, it's all right. I don't mean to belittle you. I am here, I am here to help you learn. I just really figured you, so, uh, so of the four busts, the one that's the most, fa- at least in my mind, is Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who so- is, who is two things. He is two things, uh, mainly in, in, as we would know him today, and what are they? The two things he is, Tristan? Did I lose you on Zoom, or are you just thinking? Uh-oh. Did I actually lose you? No. Kristen? Hello. Can you hear oh, me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. I was talking there for a minute. So what was the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> well, I did not hear you say what two things Thurl Ravenscroft was known for. Oh, well, he's Tony the Tiger, right? Yes. They're and great. Then, and then he also, didn't he see, oh, uh, I may not be right about this. In my head, he's also the voice of the, like the vocalist for You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, right? No? You're right. Uh, yes. Yeah, that or he, narr- does, I, I think he, does he narrate the Grinch's I thought he was, I thought or he, he was sings the, the song. Or I both. think he sings the song. Okay. But that, so yes, that's just a little piece of trivia there for our, for our listeners at home. But, uh, but yeah, total, totally, totally respect your decision. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that is that is my number nine. What's your number nine then? Uh, oh, we did my nine. My nine was the my nine was the cue. Well, the oh, your nine was the cue. Okay, right. so we're up to your eight then. My eight, my eight, which I'm sure is not on your list because you have not experienced it, but I had to throw it in here because it is very very cool. Is actually the haunted mansion holiday overlay that happens at Disney. Oh, sure. I am not a giant Nightmare Before Christmas fan. I can appreciate their love of that film. I mean, it clearly speaks volumes to many people. Sure. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not one of my all-time favorites, but the overlay of the mansion is amazing. It's, It's basically worth a trip to California what I hear. Because those of us that have been going to Florida forever and ever, you know, Florida just doesn't have it. And it's, I, you know, clearly it's been talked about, well, should they bring it to Florida? And it's like, well, you should, but I understand that ultimately you will get people like Tristan Tapscott 
to come to Disneyland finally because it's something different. But no, it's like everything about that overlay is excellent. It 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 embraces the mansion and involves the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, but in a very symbiotic way. Uh, it's it's just you know they use the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack for certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they build a brand new gingerbread house in the middle of the ballroom table every year that the that the Disneyland gingerbread chefs create from you know it's completely different every year. I mean, it, it's the, even what they do in the stretching room is very cool. You you would you would like it. I think no, I uh, I got to get there. I got to get there. So number eight on my things I love about the Haunted Mansion is the Haunted Mansion Holiday. Over. Okay, cool. So my number eight is is uh, the Bride. Um, I I think that I love her, and I thought about her on my list, but she doesn't yeah. have a full place on my list. But so That's tell okay. me more. Well, so I first of all I love the attic, and we're going to talk that comes up in a little bit um but um the uh, it's just so cool like if you really have the time to pay attention if you if it slows down enough in there or you get stuck in the attic like i have been before and it's just the best you can see you know how many different pictures she's in with different grooms yeah and um i just love i love you know the till death do us part moment Mm -hmm. and you know, she's just one of those iconic can- characters in the mansion. It's really kind of morbid, but like, man, I enjoy seeing her. You know what I mean? And I yes. really think the Muppets Haunted Mansion movie really kind of captured that whole <laughs> thing so well. Um, but yeah, so my number eight is The Bride in the Attic. I, I oh, love it. I love it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. As, I mean, especially now that now that you know, technology has given her a hatchet that disappears and stuff. Yeah, like, oh. so cool. Oh, and I play the Disney's Magic Kingdom game, which is Disney Farmville. And I oh, have nice. for like seven years straight. Um, of all the characters in that game, which are like 300 now, basically, she has the very coolest appearance as a character. Like when you're, oh, when yeah. you're upgrading her. It is so cool. It's like she comes out of a portrait. She's got the hatchet. It's awesome. Oh, I love that. I just think it's so cool, like what they've been able to do with her. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So that was your eight? That was my my eight. Yeah. We're up to seven. Yeah. All right. Uh, So my seven, and it's probably higher on your list, and I can't believe it's all the way down at seven on mine, though, but is the seance. Oh, interesting. Okay. Really? Because I just, I mean, that, that, that scene, you know, you've got the stuff floating overhead. And of course, and I think I've talked about this before. It's like, well, as a kid, the version of the seance I had was, you know, Madame Leota in a crystal ball sitting on the table. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few refurbishments ago, suddenly the crystal ball was floating, which just blew my mind. I'm like, uh, what? 
but you know <laughs> the send us a message from somewhere beyond and the whole madame leota it's just that's the the seance room i i just i love i love it oh it's so good it's so good we will it's higher on my list but yeah okay that was your seven Is that, that right? was my Is that seven right? yep okay so my seven is actually the hitchhiking ghosts at the end. Um, All right. They're on my list, but slightly higher. I think what they've been able to do with some of that technology is so impressive, man. Like so impressive. And I understand how it's done, but like it never fails to like tickle, tickle me and make me giggle. The fact that they're riding on the buggies and swapping heads and stuff. Like it's just, uh, it's everything. It's so good. It's just so well done. And you know what, those, do you know what their names are? I don't. Well, because I, I guess in the beginning, it was sort of like nebulous, but especially because I play the Magic Kingdom game oh, sure. where it's Disney is actually like giving them names in the game, which I think are the, clearly they're the official Disney names. Uh, so uh, it's Gus. Gus is the, is the, is the, uh, the convict that has the ball and chain. Okay. And then Ezra is the tall, skinny one. Okay. <laughs> and I think it's Phineas is, is the heavier set one with the, with the doctor's bag, carpet bag, whatever that is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's, there's a touch of the trivia for you. The more you know. The, the more, more you know, the time. more you know is what the I. The more you know. All right, wow. so that was your seven. Yeah. Uh, so my number six, and maybe this should have gone higher. I don't. But but the idea that I, even after all of these years, I, there has never been a trip I have made through the mansion. I don't think that I haven't noticed something I didn't see before. Sure. I mean, it's it can be ridiculously small. And usually it's in the graveyard because there's just so much going on. Yeah. But I go, oh, oh, I never noticed that before. But but it, it's clearly the reason that that there are Haunted Mansion devotees and clearly why Disney creates attractions the way they do is because they want you to see something new every time. Yeah. There's just so much going on and so much detail. So that's my number six. Always something that. new. I love that. So my number six, speaking of things, you know, just uh, the piano player where you can just see his shadow um, is such a cool effect. Like that ghost playing the piano. And then if you look on the floor, you see, oh. Uh, it's so good. And the detail in that entire like little scene with like the window and what's behind the window. Yes. And like, it's so inspiring. And I've used that, that technique in set design several times in my life now yeah. where, you know, you just have to go that extra mile to make that detail work. And I think that entire scene is one of my favorites of all time. And I would really love to have the doom buggy stop right there. So I could just kind of take more of it in but that is my and number six. You're right. That is a very cool scene. Yes. Um, and it, I, it does not get a separate mention on my list. So I'm glad you included it. Um, well, I'm glad that I did So too. my five, 
My five yeah. is my five is the stretching portraits. That's only at five, Sean. I I know. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, so I'm sure it's higher on your list. Yes. Um, so we'll t- we'll talk about it when when it comes around to you. So oh no, is, you can go ahead and talk about it. Tell me. Well, no, what is it I mean I mean we've you know we we talked about them in our pre-show episode. Um, they're just so brilliant. And and Jackie and I have gone to the Mickey's not so uh, scary Christmas uh, not the not so scary Christmas party is is what one would hope one had because you really shouldn't have a scary Christmas party. <laughs> right um, no the not so scary uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party um, we have gone as uh, uh, Daisy I guess is one of the names that has been given. Okay. To the tightrope walker, basically, I think because the the design on her dress kind of oh. looks like daisies. Um, that's one of those characters that seems to have a couple of names in Disney lore, fiction, whatever. Um, and I have gone as the guy on the powder keg in the red and white striped boxer shorts. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so clearly... You know, we we identify those characters are just so iconic. But as as we talked about before, it's like, you know, you walk into that room and they're one thing, which is, you know, a very predictable portrait of an ancestor. And yet, you know, completely thanks to Mark Davis, I think, basically, you know, they they reveal something that's not only funny but very telling and yeah. totally sets the mood. And so, so I've got the stretching portraits at five. I love that. So my number five is actually the ghost host. Oh. Um, you know, like Paul Free's voice is like unmistakable. When you hear that, you know, you know, and you can't help. Uh, it's just, it's such a great part of the mansion, you know, from the moments the light stem in the stretching room and that you hear his voice. Yes. And like, it's just, you're in it, you know, you're in it. And, you know, with the, you know, the way the, the speakers are in the doom buggies and his voice appears in those as well and around the rooms. Oh, it's so good. And I absolutely love his voice and it's so good and it sets the tone and you know, you're there. And um, so that is my number five is uh, Paul Fries as the ghost host. Uh, that, that is an excellent, excellent choice. Uh, my number four, you've already talked about. It's the hitchhiking ghosts. Oh, sure. So and do you have anything to add to? Not really. I mean, we, we've got, you know, they're just, they're so distinctive. I mean, what was it last year? They were on a Super Bowl commercial a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, which is great, I, just that, you know, so many people have visited Disney World. So many people have gone on that attraction that yeah. you've now got these, you know, clearly Mark Davis and, and Imagineers back in the 60s, you know, decided these characters to place in this attraction and they've just come to have a life of their own because they were so incredibly well envisioned. It's like, yeah. they're so distinctive. I mean, and the idea of, you know, 
beware of hitchhiking ghosts. A ghost will follow you, follow you home. And so you know, what, whatever the whatever the effect, I mean, the effect in the 60s and 70s was a simpler effect. The effect sure. today is is much more stunning. Um, at least at Disneyland, it is. Um, but but you know, they're, they're just they're iconic. And and so uh, the hitchhiking ghosts are my number four. I love that. So my number four is actually the entirety of the attic, um, which is very cool. I just I, the attic is not on my list. That's okay. I think just the amount of detail and props and set pieces that went into that is so unbelievable because you don't get to see everything. But if you look around you, there is something everywhere. And I still am catching new things every single, every single time I go on it. There's right. just so much going on in there that it, it, it's like the perfect place that I would love to get like trapped. You know what I mean? Like I would love <laughs> my doom buggy to break down and for us to have to walk off it just so I could spend a little time looking around at all of the cool stuff that they've amassed in there. And so, yeah, that's my number four is that amazing attic uh okay well i surely that well uh, yeah okay there's got to be some overlap here and because this must be on your list my three is the ballroom oh yeah absolutely yeah okay. absolutely yes. so clearly that's somewhere on your list um so it but it's not your number three it's your two or it's, your one yeah it's not my number three but okay. let's chat about it yeah, so I guess for me, that remains the the thing that just blew my mind as a kid. Sure. And 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 you know, I, once I found out how it was done, I understand, but it's still magical and still beautiful, sure. and it's just that to me was the perfect execution of an illusion that still holds. I mean, if, if eight year old me went on that attraction today, I think I would still be mesmerized. Oh, absolutely. It's like, like until you're told really how it's done, this isn't something that's like 1960s technology. It's, it's a truly magical effect that plays as well today as it did, you know, 40 some years ago or 50 years ago. Well, and the thing is, you know, like even when you explain how it's done and you talk about that, it's still impressive. Like, right. It's, it's so good. Because the way and, it's presented is so natural that yeah. nothing seems amiss. No. So yeah, I, I, I completely Completely and with you. So, 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 and, and there's just so much going on again. It's like, where do you look? What do you see? The, right, the portraits right. dueling with each other, the, the organ with all of the stuff coming out of it, the, the line of people, you know, coming out of the hearse into the room, the grandma blowing out the candles on her cake the the ballroom dancers waltzing through the tables and chairs it's uh 
Yeah. The, I mean, the guys on the chandelier. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, there it's unmistakable, like just magic. And that, oh gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and we're, yeah. All I right. What was your number three? So my number three is actually, and we talked about this, is, is Madame Leota in the seance room. Okay. Um, I think that's an impeccable feat of, of, of design and engineering and the choice, you know, that you get to kind of go around that, you know, that orb. And granted, it's, you know, it's easy enough to figure out how it's done, but even still, like the ballroom, I'm still going to be like mystified, even though I get it. I totally get it. And it does not matter that I totally get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. It is still, as the French would say, a trompe l'oeil. A yes. trompe l'oeil, a trick of the eye. It's and, like and you, you, as a human, you're not looking at a screen. You're looking at the physical world where something very not of the physical world is happening. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah. Big, big fan. So my number two, I'll just do this really, is the ballroom. And we, for all of the reasons that, that we have previously said, um, oh yeah, just mystified. Like, like the seance, just mystifying. So that, that's my number two. What's your number two, sir? My number two and my number two and one flipped back and forth. Okay. And I think I'm going to leave the more esoteric kind of, yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna yes, I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my more nebulous thing that I'm sure you don't repeat at number one. So that means my number two is Grim Grinning Ghosts. It is the idea that not only do I love the song, not only is it a ringtone on my phone, not <laughs> only, you know, is it just brilliant lyrics and very fun. But the idea that the score throughout the mansion absolutely like evolves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, there are so many different ways that that melody is played throughout the entire attraction to, to convey different moods. I mean, you know, it's a waltz in the ballroom. It's, it's, it's that creepy, uh, the creepy piano version that you hear in that room that you were talking about. It's like, it's, it's just that song to me. It is, um, is a huge part of why I love the haunted mansion. Yeah. God, that's a good one. I didn't even put that on here. Ah. Okay, good. All right. So what's your number two? So my number two is the ballroom. We just kind of skipped over it a little um, bit because we talked about it together. So that is my number two. So what's your number one then? I have a feeling I know what it is. Well, I, I bet you don't because this is much more, as I said, it's a sort of a more esoteric answer. Maybe I don't. Um, I'll be curious to hear what your number one is. And I probably will go, oh my God, why didn't I make that my number one? But what I listed for my number one is evolution. Oh, and, okay. And it's the fact that the Haunted Mansion has changed from the time I was a kid, but it has always plussed itself. It has moved forward. Sure. It has given me more stunning visuals. I mean, as we talked about, it's like switching the heads now on a on your doom buggy with the 
with the hitchhiking ghost. I go, the first time I saw it switch my head with Jackie's, I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? It, it, it was the same kind of magic I felt as a kid when the ghost was just sitting next to me. Sure. Um, it's, it's the idea that the hatbox ghost has come back, you know, first in California, you know, once they found that they could actually have the effect work the way they wanted it to and had envisioned it 50 years ago, they're like, great, we got this now. Um, it's that it has evolved throughout Disney theme parks around the world. One of the saddest things about our trip to Paris a few years ago was that Phantom Manor was still down for a big refurbishment because uh-huh. the whole Haunted Mansion theme there is different but amazing. And if you, because of course I'm such a geek, I have the Haunted Mansion CD that's truly a CD. <laughs> it's that old, but it it has the entire uh, the entire soundtrack to to uh, Phantom Manor, which is. Uh-huh the Paris version and it's it's so different but so amazing and so my number one about the, the Haunted Mansion because and I think again it's probably that it gives me hope that Disney sure. will continue to tweak this classic attraction but in ways that pay homage to the spirit and and everything that the original was, but in ways that will continue to make me go, I'm sorry, what? And and to make it a classic attraction for the next 50 years. Oh, what a beautiful answer. That's a uh, beautiful answer. I well, feel like mine's going to be real lame now. <laughs> no, no. What's your number one? So my number one is, and we've touched on it already, is because it was on your list is actually the stretching room. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, as we've mentioned on our pre-show list and I, we've mentioned on the Q show and a few other ones, I, I, I just think it's perfect. I think everything about it, the details within the room itself, what happens in the room with the, the portraits, you know, the, the rather morbid, you know, uh, thing on the <laughs> ceiling, the, the, the voiceover, the everything about it is just wonderful just wonderful and um yeah i'm still thinking about your beautiful answer that was gorgeous the uh, on evolution that was really pretty so um, and i think it a beautiful tribute to you know what is one of the most important things to me because you know when i'm having trouble finding inspiration or you know uh even sometimes where I'm like, I, some, this, I'm never going to figure this out. This just can never go right. I awkwardly do turn to this theme park attraction and, you know, it can really turn me around and can really inspire me in, in, in crazy ways, especially if I watch that beyond, you know, that behind the attraction. Um, right. And, you know, just uh, there has been several times where I'm in a rut or I'm just not feeling, you know, right about something. And I will watch a 360 video on YouTube of, you know, somebody's ride through the haunted mansion. Um, or I, you know, I, I'll listen to the, the music because there's something about it that just does inspire creativity in my world. And um, 
so it's well, just weird to like have like such a, a, a connection to a, a an attraction like that you know well, yeah well because i and and as you say one thing that didn't really make my list but to me is such a part of what the mansion what i love about the mansion is how it took them so long to figure out what it was going to be yeah. i mean how many versions of storytelling did it go through and the headless horseman outside the window and you know it's like the the the, the museum of the weird and you know how how you realize how different imagineers allowed their personalities to infuse what today is something that we continue to recognize as a classic Disney attraction that just wouldn't be what it is if it weren't for all the pieces that went into making it what it is. It's like, if if Mark Davis hadn't put the humor there, would it still be around today? If, you know, if Claude Coates and, and you know, certainly Exhortensio, who was not I guess really a musician, but you know, wrote this in, in in not endearing song. That's not the word. Um, enduring. That's the word. Enduring song. Endearing, endearing. Yeah. But <laughs> but I yes. I I just I I hope that listeners now understand. Coming into this episode, I was like, haven't people heard us talk about the haunted mansion enough? Like, what are we really going to learn from this episode? But I I will say I have loved having this discussion with you. I think there were things on your list that weren't on mine and vice versa. And, and yeah. So thank you. Thank you for giving me this as a topic. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's one of those things, too. Like, if there's anybody, you know, that works in the creative arts listening to this, man, go check out videos go check out pictures go check out the history of this attraction because i'm not kidding you when i work on a show there are things that i think about i'm like okay uh what does the haunted mansion employ that i could use here and you know um i just i just think it's a it's a hotbed of creativity and inspiration and i absolutely love it and this was so great to talk with you about it um and this was a great conversation. I really enjoyed this. And a great 50th episode. Congratulations, Absolutely. my friend. Yeah. Happy 50 episodes. It's so cool that we're still doing this. So this is awesome. It is. And we're coming up upon the 18-month celebration of, a, of, of our first anniversary. So That's right. <laughs> and we're going to up the price. Um, but yes. Well, sure. Um, we're going to double the price. It's going to go from free to double free. That's right. So if somebody wanted to spend um, their hard-earned money and, and head to see the Haunted Mansion, how could they do that, Sean? They should go to briarandmain.com forward slash Sean, S-E-A-N, uh, to find my agent page and click the work with me button there or check me out on Facebook, Sean at Main. Uh, or, you know, send me an email, sean at briarandmain.com, spelled out A-N-D, by the way, but, uh, or leave a comment, we will find you, um, and I will have a new 1-800 number coming soon, so you can just call, leave me a voicemail if you're feeling all old-fashioned and stuff, so, um, 
there's there's all sorts of ways I can help you plan an amazing Disney vacation in your future. And and what about if they're in the Quad Cities and looking for some entertainment, Tristan? Yeah, so so what we, you know, Savannah and I run the Mockingbird on Main in downtown Davenport, Iowa. And so there's always events happening there. Please find us on social media. Um, we're also going to start doing some more streaming things. So even if you're not in the Quad Cities, that's something that we're going to hopefully offer in the new year. You can catch me at Circuit 21 Dinner Playhouse. Or if you're local and you pop on your television, I do host a lifestyle show in the local CBS affiliate here in the Quad Cities. Um, but most importantly, I get to host this lovely podcast with you, Sean McCall. And that's all because of the lovely listeners that are still sticking with us almost a year in. And it's really cool. And I think it's only going to grow in 2023. We have some big things planned. So what a what a good time it's going to be for us. And what a good time it is to talk Disney with you, sir. And, and you too, my friend. Yeah, well, it's always a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you real soon. soon.